Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's cool fact of the day is that people with diabetes are actually hacking their own devices because a woman got kind of pissed off that the manufacturer of her continuous glucose monitor didn't have an alarm to wake her up when her blood sugar was crashing at night so she could fix it. So she hacked it. She actually created something called Open APS, which is called the Open Artificial Pancreas System Project, and decided she didn't want to wait for FDA approval or a long manufacturing process. It can actually take many years to do a full medical device like that. She decided to just open source it so you can get data from your own continuous glucose monitor and put it in a little computer like a Raspberry Pi, which costs about 50 bucks, and it'll change commands going into your insulin pump so that you can have different insulin rates. How cool is that? So we're actually hacking our own biology and not relying on a permission slip from some uh, regulatory body or even from a doctor in order to do that. This is the future of having control of your own biology and it's particularly cool. And if none of that made any sense to you because this is your first episode of Bulletproof Radio, I'm just gonna break that down for you. What's going on there is a continuous glucose monitor is a little thing that you wear for two weeks. I actually wore one. I was on Dr. Oz actually wearing it. I had like a bionic arm. I was wearing like a monitoring ring that monitored my health. And on the same arm, I had a a disc about the size of a quarter on the back of my arm. And for two weeks, it told me anytime I wanted to know what my blood sugar was so I could see how I was responding to meals. And I've been doing stuff like that for for many years, sticking my fingers years and years ago, the way diabetics do, not because I'm diabetic, but because if you want to live a long time, you want to make sure that you control your blood sugar. And one of the ways you can do that is you can have more muscle mass or you can exercise regularly. You can eat less sugar, don't eat a lot of carbs, and in fact, too much protein even or too much whey protein or milk protein isolate, which is real popular in some of the, the low-carb stuff out there, actually raises your insulin, which is not what you want to do. So I just thought it was kind of cool, though. Someone out there directly took control of her own health and then shared it with other people rather than waiting for someone else to do it for them. So that's why that's a cool fact today, because it's cool. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. 
As we get into the show, today's promo for Bulletproof stuff, because after all, I am CEO of Bulletproof, in addition to your host today, and I'm going to talk about the stuff that works. If you haven't seen Unfair Advantage, this is a whole body, broad spectrum enhancer, and specifically, it's a cognitive enhancer. It works differently than most of the things on the market. If you go to Whole Foods, for instance, you can pick up like one of 25 different things that'll raise your acetylcholine levels. And if you're at the right age and you have the right brain, that's gonna work for you. But those oftentimes can backfire with jaw tension if you get too much of those things. In fact, that's a problem for me. What this does is it goes down a level and just says, look, you need to blow your energy up so you have energy throughout the body by making the cells manufacture energy better, the way you read in Headstrong. So Unfair Advantage comes in this cool little thing. If you're watching on YouTube, by the way, bulletproof.com slash YouTube will take you right to the channel. And it comes with little ampules. You can keep it in your pocket. I do two of these before I work out. And anytime when I go on stage, like a little while ago, I was just on Tony Robbins' main stage in front of 15,000 people. I took four Unfair Advantages and four Keto Primes, another one of our products, as well as a cup of Bulletproof coffee. And I don't think my feet ever hit the floor. I don't know. I was... I was kind of lit up in the best possible way. It was one of the best, uh, the best public talks I've ever given. It just you know, standing ovation and a few people cried. Bam, like you know, you reached them. So I know that I am more when I have more energy, and when your body has more energy, your brain will feel it first because you have the most energy-producing cells in the brain. When you have a dip in your energy, you're going to feel it first in your brain. You get forgetful, you get foggy, you get cravings, you get irritable. Well, check out Unfair Advantage. It tastes good. You squeeze a little thing under your tongue. It's portable, and it totally rocks my world. It's a, it's a real powerful thing. Just go to bulletproof.com and look for unfair advantage. But in the meantime, I'm going to talk to a couple guys who are disrupting exercise. A lot of people ask, you know, Dave, how come you're so buff? Okay, they don't really ask that, except all the girls. Okay, they don't ask that either. I'm married. Come on. So what they do say is, oh, Dave, like you put on some muscle. Like You're looking better now than you did a few years ago. And I'd like to say it's just from exercise, but like, look, I, all the research in Headstrong, I've had stem cells taken out of my butt and put in my face on the Facebook Live, so I've been really secret about that one. Uh, but I do everything possible in my quest to live to 180, and one of those things is getting the best possible exercise and not spending like 16 hours a day exercising because that also is wear and tear, and I got stuff to do. Like, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a New York Times author. <laughs> I'm a podcaster. Oh, and I have this little company to run that just raised like $30 million in venture funding. So I'm loaded with stuff to do. So every minute of my day counts because every minute I waste exercising is a minute I don't get to play with my kids. And I mean that very seriously. So I've got a couple of guys here who have really cracked the code on putting muscle on quickly without, uh, without spending hours and hours in the gym. And if you love spending hours in the gym, that's what you want to do. That's cool. And like, like there's nothing wrong with that. But for a lot of us, it's like, how do we get the benefits? So the guys I'm talking about here are Mark Alexander and Mike Polano from a company called ARX. And Mark, hey, Mark, say hi so they know your voice. Yes, hello, Mark here. All right. So Mark is the founder of several different companies in the health field, including ARX, a company called Efficient Exercise. And you've probably heard of Paleo FX, the conference. This is the man who started Paleo FX. One of them. Uh, one of them, that's a fair point. And as a CEO of ARX, he's basically driving this idea that, look, what if we got the right signal into our body to cause it to adapt most rapidly, which is totally biohacking. And he's been at how many Bulletproof conferences now? Uh, Three? This will be our fourth, fourth? one coming up. Yeah. yeah, so October 13th through 15th in 2017 is the fifth one. 
expecting about 3,000 people. It was 100 people four years ago, believe it or not. Like, unbelievable. And it's just because yeah. people are like, wait, like, like I don't want to be healthy. Like, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so you, you've been with us almost since the beginning. You've also heard Mark before on, on an earlier Bulletproof podcast where at PaleoFX, we had a demo of an older version of the ARX. I've got a newer version here at Bulletproof Labs in my house. And ARX is a computer-driven workout technology. So instead of fighting gravity and, and using heavy weights and things like ropes or something, which are actually kind of cool, you can, uh, you can fight a computer. And the change to what it does to your body is amazing. And in addition to Mark here in Bulletproof Studios on Vancouver Island, we've got Mike. Mike Plano, say hi. Hello, everybody. All right, now you've got his voice. And he's the product manager from ARX, so I'm going to go deep, ask some questions about why this matters, what it is. And what's in it for you listening to this is you're going to learn some things about even if you're not using ARX at your local gym, uh, it may not even be available yet, you can certainly ask for it, but you'll learn some things about exercise physiology that helps you understand how your body builds muscle. And I think that's going to be useful for everyone because maybe you can shave a few minutes off your workout, or maybe you don't shave a few minutes off. You just put on more muscle or you have better bones. So there's a lot to understand about the way our bodies build muscle. I think we're going to, we're going to dig into a lot of that here. All right, guys, officially welcome to the show. Hey, thanks Dave. Was that like a really long winded introduction for you? Yeah, that's perfect. Great. <laughs> All right. Did I miss any important points? All right, you guys yeah. are both Austinites. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well. Yeah. Born and raised in Chicago, but live in Austin now, yeah. All right, and you were born in Austin? I've been in Texas all my life, but in Austin all my university and professional career, yeah. So you know I grew up in New Mexico, right? Okay. And there's a little bit of rivalry here, because you Texans come over to New Mexico, and you use our ski slopes in your big cars with your big hats. <laughs> what, what's up with that? Yeah, well, you got to start there, and then you work your way up to Colorado, I, so yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to tell one of my most favorite jokes here that has nothing to do with biohacking. Perfect. But it's awesome, and it's only a little bit rude. All right, and I apologize in advance to all the people I'm making fun of right now. So there's a bar in Santa Fe, and there's a New Mexican sitting down, and next to him there's a Texan, and next to him there's a Californian. And the Texan says, I'll have a shot of tequila, please. And he says it in even more of a Texas accent, which you don't have, of course. So he drinks it, and he throws his glass on the floor and says, in Texas, we got so much tequila, we never drink from the same glass twice. And the Californian's like, oh, well, I'm from Silicon Valley. And uh, I'll have the Merlot. And, of course, he, he drinks his red wine and goes, in California, we've got so much red wine, we never drink from the same glass twice. <laughs> and he throws it on the floor. And the New Mexican looks at them both, and he finishes his beer, and he pulls out a gun, and he shoots both of them. And he says, in New Mexico, we've got so many Texans and Californians, we never drink with the same ones twice. <laughs> All right. There you go. Now, of course, I've been in California for much of my life, too, so I'm only making fun of myself here, but hey. <laughs> you didn't laugh. <laughs> I'm from Illinois, so I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not part yeah. of I don't have any good Chicago jokes. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid of Chicago jokes because they kill you. Yeah. Okay, there. Now I got my yeah. Chicago joke. The percentage of lead in the air in Chicago <laughs> yeah. is horrendous. All right. Now yeah, I've, I've soundly man. offended people from only yeah, yeah, four states. Yeah, yeah, no, what other states yeah. are left? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hopefully that was a great interlude on Bulletproof Radio that improved the quality of your life because humor changes heart rate variability, which makes you live longer. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. That. <laughs> Keep the All jokes right. coming, Dave. Yeah. Keep them coming. That's probably the only joke I've told on Bulletproof Radio, but it's one of my favorites. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about what the heck is ARX really. I, I gave it a, a brief intro, but 
Why? Yeah, well, I mean, I can give you a little bit of history and background, and, and Mike can definitely dive into the specifics. I, uh, you know, I grew up around exercise. I had a much more low-tech version of a barn-style gym in, in my backyard in the 70s and 80s. And uh, my father's a retired internist, was always an exercises medicine kind of guy. And so uh, I grew up, uh, pictures to verify, literally lifting weights in diapers. So I was, I was in there. We just ran your son through, through a little bit mm. of a workout. You can, you can, in the right manner, uh, lift weights so, very young. So, yeah. so you still lift weights in diapers, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, sometimes I need it. it get <laughs> too many <laughs> bulletproof uh, right before the workout. It's a little awkward uh, in the office. <laughs> it's Mark's in diapers again. He's blushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means we're going on the right track. Blushing because of, uh, yeah, we're all feeling pretty good right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, fast forward a bit, and and you know I've I've always had kind of a historical context, and I guess reverence, if you will. Uh, and in some ways, there's truly nothing new under the sun. And so I've always studied uh, exercise history and physical culture. Uh, my faculty advisors uh, have now started at the University of Texas in Austin, the Stark Center for Physical Culture. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, and I think maybe you were there at the first Paleo Effects when we held yeah. it there. I yeah. totally remember yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love Austin. Like I, it's yeah. really hard yeah. to get to, but I, I'm there like three or four times a year though. Yeah. And you know, Whole Foods headquarters is there. I interviewed yes. John Mackey yeah. there and, yeah. and I, yeah, it's one of my favorite cities. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's a great place to visit Austin, but also, you know, if you're physical culture buff. It, it, um, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. Stark Center is, is well known. And so for people who don't know what Stark Center is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Joe Weider, when he was still alive, uh, funded this, uh, again, Jan and Terry have always been, uh, physical culture historians and when I was at UT their office was like a cave of a place and it had all sorts of implements and books and all sorts of neat stuff but uh, anyway uh, as I was coming up thinking I knew everything <laughs> as most young uh, adults do um, it gave me a good reverence for where, where I stood and, and where my ideas stood in terms of, of physical culture uh, and and so again you know we always get asked about the barbell and is, is that a bad tool well no it's just ineffective and inefficient. Uh, there are inefficiencies, and, and so that's why uh, really the pain points, if you will, of, of where ARX came about, uh, specifically if we hone in on eccentric uh, training and eccentric portion of the range of motion. And so again, for your viewers that are watching, they can see this, but I'll try to describe this a little bit better. So take a barbell bench press. Most people mm -hmm. know what that is. Um, so as you're lowering the weight towards your chest, you can actually produce a lot more force, maybe even two to one, than what you can lift off of your chest. And so what we wanted to do was maximize the known benefits of eccentric training. In other words, when the bar is lowering or the negative in, in gym terms, uh, we wanted to be able to have a tool that maximize that. And then what we also discovered is, well, for maximizing the eccentric force, we should maximize the concentric force, and we so, should just so maximize the so, entire stimulus. So basically, period. concentric is when you're pushing it away from you in, yes, in a chest in, press. In this, in this and, example, and yeah. eccentric is when is when basically the bar is falling towards you and you're yes. slowly resisting. Yeah, and, and they do different things to your muscle, right? Yeah, and, and in the gym, uh, oftentimes the eccentric feels kind of like rest. It's not that hard because you're so much stronger in that phase of the repetition. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. So with resistance exercise, you want to make sure you get uh, the, the muscle damage to produce the micro traumas produce uh, hypertrophy or muscle growth. Uh, you want to also make sure that you get a bit of metal, metabolic stress, which again, um, this has been debunked and Doug McGuff has been an advocate for this. Our bodies Go can't, Doug. Yeah, yeah, can't really think in terms of aerobic, anaerobic, and the systems just work as a whole. They don't work in isolation. So 
um, the way that we promote uh, resistance exercise is that it should have a metabolic effect. You should be a little winded when you're done. Um, and, and so then you want to adapt. Uh, your system should, should adapt. Your mitochondrial function should improve. Uh, there's a lot of neat things that happen, but I guess in kind of staying with, with what ARX is for just a minute here, um, I guess Mike could kind of describe the experience a bit more and, and, and kind of where, where ARX is today. Yeah, so if you're talking in specifically uh, about the positive and the negative and how we're optimizing it, right? So it should be stated that ARX doesn't use weights. So it's a motor-driven system and a computer-controlled motor-driven system that will basically give you the exact amount of resistance that you're capable of and nothing more in the full range of motion. So if you were to, to think about this in terms of weights, and it truly isn't weights because weights are affected by gravity yeah, right. and your body senses that gravity is in the system and then it, it starts to hold back. But if you imagine a little robot that's constantly adding or subtracting <laughs> yeah, little plates yeah, yeah, at yeah. every like every every you know hundred thousandth of a second, just to make sure you have exactly as much as you can lift anywhere on the curve. Yeah. The, the earliest version of this was the old uh, the old twenty four or I guess the old Nautilus machines, where yeah. instead of a round thing, yeah. they would have like an egg shaped thing, which was yeah, a cam. huge innovation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so Arthur Jones and Nautilus, and again, I'm a history buff and grew up, uh, you know, with the Nautilus gems being an influence on, on my, my world. Um, but yeah, there was an attempt to, we know that, uh, resistance in theory should not be linear on, but, but it, but a barbell at 225 is a barbell at 225. Um, and so the cam was an attempt to, to adapt that resistance curve. Um, and, uh, it, it, it works for one person and it works for one given time, but it doesn't account for fatigue doesn't account for individual differences, limb length, things like that. So it was a move forward, but honestly, we, we haven't seen, in my humble opinion here, a lot of progressive thought towards resistance exercise. I think um, Kenneth Cooper and the aerobics craze kind of just got everyone, you know, making fancy treadmills. And, did, and so did, hopefully we're, we're going to shift that yeah. paradigm back here. So. Did you ever own like a man leotard? Ah, uh, no, no, yeah, but... Uh, Good, I was hoping you were going to say no. Tank tops, maybe. Ah, uh, there, there we go. It's hot in Texas. But yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there, there was a time yeah. in the 80s, yeah. Yeah. you know, jazzercise. Oh, yeah. my, I used to go to jazzercise with my parents when I was like 14, <laughs> and, and you know, it, it was it was ridiculous. Leg warmers, yeah. the, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And that wasn't terribly effective, but it, it does do something. What does it do when you do cardio like that? You're jumping around. Well, I mean, unfortunately for, you know, and, and I live in Austin, so we see tons of runners. Um, and, and with the efficient exercise, we work with most, most runners, mostly in corrective fashion. Get the crap that's not working well, working better, and then get them stronger so they don't get injured. Um, so I'm a little biased here, but I, I think what it does is it, unfortunately, uh, makes people overuse certain muscles and then creates imbalances and then ultimately gets them hurt. And then they think, well, I can't exercise. Well, you're thinking of running, but yeah. I mean, okay, I'm taking jazzercise because <laughs> jazzercise is the most ridiculous thing. If, yeah. if you guys don't know what jazzercise is, like Google something from the 80s. And yeah. it's like a bunch of people with, with like 80s hair and like leotards and leg warmers and, yeah. and wrist warmers. Yeah. And, and like, Michael demonstrate right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like jumping around. But so at least yeah. it's not all a repetitious, like step, step, yep. step, like yep. running. Yep. Uh, so even something like, like that, though, uh, in, in terms of just physiologically, what is cardio with, with mixed motions? What's that going to do for you if you're like saying you're doing an hour of, of raising your heart rate kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, there, there are some cardiorespiratory benefits if done properly and not hurting yourself. So let's just assume, and it's 
Jazzercise is done in a vacuum. There could be <laughs> benefits, uh, you know, to to Jazzercise. Uh, so I'm not here to again, kind of like the barbell. I'm not here to completely knock. No, it. I, I'm not asking you to. I'm yeah. I'm just I'm looking. So people listening, like they may be doing like some form yeah. of like aerobic training. Yeah. And well, I would say move towards an interval basis. So yeah. instead of just steady state, think I have to do it for an hour. I've got to log this many miles. Challenge yourself more in an interval fashion. So go more high intensity. Um, with rest periods. And, and I would say that, you know, Tabata is kind of the, the known one, but any protocol similar to that, I would say so for most d- people. Define yeah. the Tabata protocol for well, people who... Well, I mean, it's, it's a rest-work ratio where you're, you're trying to uh, exert at a high-intensity level and then rest. Um, and, you know, if you're, if you're doing 15 seconds on, then you would take a minute off and, and you know, uh, rinse and repeat. And, so, and recover. Yeah. Yeah. And the the difference there from the research that I was doing, actually, this was more in the bulletproof diet thing before Headstrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I recommend interval training in Headstrong specifically for mitochondria, yeah. uh, is that there's something called the ejection fraction in your heart, which is in one heartbeat, how much blood can you move? Mm-hmm. And if you teach your body to always run or to always do like like high, even if it's very high, higher intensity but long times, your heart's like, oh, I'll just raise my heart rate and, and like spit little bits of blood. But the, the people who are longest lived and most powerful are the ones who can go from normal heartbeat to in one pump, like forcing a lot of blood through. And that's actually the ability to be variable in that. And you get that from lifting heavy things and you get that from sprinting. And then in Headstrong, the new innovation there, which came from John Gray, surprisingly, yeah, you know, yeah. the Mars Venus guy mm-hmm. who's is a good friend, also a very knowledgeable bio, uh, biology guy. Uh, he's like, look, do your sprint and lay on your back, just like we do in CrossFit, right? And the, the lay on your back has a different effect for recovery. So it's you know sprint, and then people think you're having a heart Old attack in the park. Floor is excellent. <laughs> yeah, and and here, here's a trick: what you can do, you do your sprint and make sure that when you're done sprinting, when you like lay down on the ground, do it in front of an attractive member of the opposite sex in case they try to give you CPR, like because. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Right. just in case. I've been looking for a gym hack. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mike usually goes with a puppy, <laughs> but you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But now. Some gyms don't allow it. So yeah, yeah, the, the puppy workout. Yeah. The board. I'll get it. Appreciate that. Yeah. Now, so so that's kind of the cardio side of things, and we'll. <clears throat> I'm just asking that because you're, yeah. you know, you're an expert in the field, but also uh, now you look at at the innovations that have happened there. It's like people are learning. Okay, go ahead and sprint. When it comes to something like hunting. We used to hunt with spears, and you can still do that, but you also could like hunt with a gun, right? <laughs> and it might get yeah. you more meat in less time. Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, that's cheating. Yes, yeah. it's cheating. Yeah. It's yeah. called efficiency. It's, it's an it's an like, you, yes. you run yeah. another yeah. company yeah. called efficient exercise. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what we're here to do. That, that's what this episode is about is like, how are you going to drive efficiency? Yeah. And yeah. so the first step was we went from barbells, which still have, I, like, there's yeah. kettlebells, barbells. Yeah. They're, they're good. They're a good tool. Yeah. Uh, we went from that to, maybe even from barbells to kettlebells was an innovation. And then we went to these machines that had a round cam. So no matter where you were lifting, it was always the same amount of force up and down. Then they said, oh, let's make this egg-shaped elliptical cam, which was a huge thing, like changed bodybuilding. My earliest memory of that, by the way, uh, when I was a kid, I was overweight. And so my parents, I I played soccer for 13 years. I had a bike and I'd ride sometimes 20 miles a day. I just couldn't lose the weight, like no matter what I did. So I would wake up with my dad at five in the morning, which biologically is, is kryptonite for me. Yeah, like I'm a not a teenager too, yeah. especially, but yeah. So, so my earliest memory is I'm 12, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go work out with my dad. So I go to work out in the morning and I completely Ralph all over the floor <laughs> at, at the workout place in Albuquerque there uh, because I'm like, it was just not the right thing yeah, for me. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that's my earliest yeah, workout. Yeah. 
I have to, I, I'm traumatized. Right? <laughs> but even then, it was all about, okay, lift fast and then come down slow and with the elliptical cam. And that, that was like a pretty big thing. Yeah. But yeah. then, of course, we were trying to do, you know, 50 reps and things like that. Yeah. With the ARX machine, given that instead of relying on me to know what to do and all that yeah. stuff, with ARX, instead of that elliptical cam, you've got a computer that will yeah. just change yeah. on a second-by-second -second basis. So all of the hardware that made that happen is gone, and it's moved into software. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have, you know, as we unearth the potential for ARX, <laughs> we now realize we're a technology company. We are now uh, in the exercise world, but we're a technology company. We have developed uh, systems that will adapt to the user. So it doesn't matter if you're on the machine, if I'm on the machine, if Mike's on the machine, the system will adapt to the user. Somewhat if you were thinking about how could I design something that actually worked effectively uh, and efficiently, you would have the system adapt to the user, not have it the other way around. So, so one of the big things, this is gonna sound ridiculous, but how much time do you spend at the gym taking plates off of bars and putting them back on? Yeah. Okay, that is time you don't get back. Like when, you, when you're on your deathbed, like me, maybe 180 or so, maybe <laughs> way past that, yeah. and you're like, man, when I look back at my life, I'm really happy for all the time I spent taking things. Like, no, this is wasted effort, yeah. right? And maybe bring a couple of buddies with you and make them do it. But same thing, you have to do it for them. Like, you, you don't win. No one wins on that. Yeah. So now we've got a computer that just does it. And we just had Alan, my, well, he turns eight in a couple of days. Yeah. We just had him down there. So he, he's, you know, a, a, an amazingly ripped kid. Yeah. Just for, Focused. He, and, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. likes to exercise, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just the kind of like, oh, I'll climb a rope, I'll climb a tree. Not, yeah. I, don't, I don't have on a regimen at all, you know. Yeah. But he was doing a, a chest press and his peak was 203 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, and my wife was 217, by the way. I think she was <laughs> holding back. But anyway, I mean, I was blown away because you would never put a 200 pound bar on a kid. It would yeah. kill them. Yeah. Like literally, it, it could and it would cause damage. So it wasn't that he lifted that much. It was that at one point in the curve, he was able to exert yes, yeah, that much. Yeah, for a microsecond yeah. that there was a peak there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's very different. There is no way to get that kind of exercise uh, with, uh, with gravity with that gravity I'm aware of. System. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I want listeners to understand here. Yeah. Now, walk, uh, walk me through, Mike. Like, okay, a person sits down on the machine how does this work? Like, how does the algorithm work? Okay, so I'm sitting there, I want to do a chest press, and there's a bunch of other exercises, leg presses and things like that you can do. Okay, you sit down, how does the machine know what to do? Yeah, uh, so it is, again, it's, it's the way we always describe it is uh, in a weight world, it's you versus the weight, right? If you lift 100 pounds, you need to lower 100 pounds because it wants to go to the center of the earth whether or not your shoulder feels capable of holding it above your head or not. With ARX, it's not a weight. So it's you versus this motor-driven system. So it's uh, in, in the Omni, it's a couple handles that are in front of you, right, doing a chest press that are moving back at a constant rate of speed. And you're trying to get in the way of it, right? Slow the motor down or slow the machine from doing what it's, it, it wants to do. You're always going to lose. Uh, but the, the actual motor, the system, doesn't do anything to you like a weight would. If you let go, the number goes to zero on the screen. The handles may keep moving, but nothing happens to you, right? So you're, you're fighting this motor-driven system, uh, creating your own resistance against it. And with that comes a lot of inherent safety because now you can't go above what you're capable of, right? There's no external force acting on you. And so as you fatigue, 
it just keeps matching you one for one. So this is why we always say linebackers or grandmas, right? Can use ARX, same machine, one after the other, because it's whatever that person, that linebacker is capable of, the machine can adapt and match them. And whatever that grandma is capable of, the machine can adapt and match them. So, so, so it's my, very safe. Yeah. My grandma actually is a linebacker. So is it going to work for her? <laughs> then she's a two for one. Yeah. And yeah. She, she's actually a she's new, an outlier. She's an outlier. Yeah. She's actually a nuclear engineer. That's true. <laughs> right. She's not a linebacker. It never was. Yeah, <laughs> That's the, the is, opposite yeah. of what she'd be. Yeah. It, but, it, matches, it matches you with whatever you have the capability of from rep one to rep 20. So she, she's 96. I mean, can I really put a 96-year-old on, on the ARX? Like, is it going to benefit them? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the program and protocol would look a little bit different. And, of course, the system will adapt to her. A little bit less weight. Yeah, 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 <laughs> her yeah, numbers but, will be lower yes, than the yeah, linebacker yeah, will yeah, be. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, but there are, I mean, yeah, there, I do like people to know it doesn't matter what age you are, you can start. If you, if, okay. if you're, if you haven't. Uh, and and that holds true for resistance exercise if done properly uh, right. across the board. So all right, so let's talk about the the benefits of resistance exercise yeah. at different ages. I guess up for that. And so yeah. you yeah. could you could turn this on with ARX, and it it's got a good safety profile. I'd feel better putting my grandmother on, <laughs> on the ARX yeah, than putting but, a bar on her back. Yeah, or like you would yeah. never do that because you yeah. know she, yeah. well a she would she just wouldn't do it because she's like I don't like exercise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so let's start. Actually, let's start in reverse age. All right, so you're 80 plus. Mm -hmm. What is resistance exercise going to do for you? Well, and, and just a quick step back, what I've observed with working with people for almost 20 years um, with, through efficient exercise, and I haven't worked with clients recently uh, because of ARX, but, um, but there's a generational difference in terms of how they view exercise. So if we're starting with the silent generation and earlier, uh, sorry, I can't remember what the earlier generation is called, but um, old, yeah, old, yeah, very old by now. Uh, Nothing wrong being old. I, yeah, I yeah, plan yeah. to be old myself. <laughs> um, but uh, and Art Devaney got to hang out with him uh, at Paleo Effects, and I mean, he's he's eighty and thinks he's in middle age, you yeah. know, and, and that's great. I mean, because the he uh, eccentric training and exercise in particular, but uh, he he utilizes resistance exercise all the time. Uh, anyway. Um, so I think that first off, just get over the fact that I, I, I see them, they think, well, I've done my hard work, therefore I don't need to exercise. It's not entirely true. Uh, if you want to continue to live, get off the couch and, and be mobile, uh, you, you should exercise. And I would say that resistance exercise is probably where everyone should start. Uh, I, again, I'm biased here, but I, I think, I think it should be the, the foundation for everyone. Um, As a yeah. former long-distance cyclist yeah. who was fat the whole time, I have to agree with you. Okay, well, good, well, <laughs> Lifting good. heavy things kind of matters. Yeah, I know, I know. But, and again, just trying to, um, you know, so if we're talking about the, the older generation, let's call it 70 and plus, um, bone mineral density is, is important. Um, a fall will contribute to mortality and death, yeah. uh, and, and it's sad uh, because that can be prevented. And so you just want to move better, and if you ever fall, you don't want to get hurt. So. Okay. Those are a couple simple so, things. So yeah. if you're over 80 now, there are, is it public how many ARXs are out there? <clears throat> Mike would have a better. I mean, are you guys? <laughs> yeah. Are you willing to I'm talk just, about that? I mean, we're 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 in the hundreds of okay. units yeah. out there. So, so I mean, so thousands and tens of thousands potentially of people using it now. So so, so at yeah. this point, if someone's like, I I want to try this new tech, you're gonna to have to find like a higher end trainer who has it in their facility at, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
right. And I want to make sure that we can talk about the facility types here in a minute. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that everyone listening just understands like resistance training. Yes. <clears throat> resistance training, however you get it, is going to be really beneficial. Yeah. And this is a faster and, and better way having, yeah. I mean, I have yeah, kettlebells. safer, more effective, yeah. more efficient. Yeah. I have dusty kettlebells downstairs, <laughs> you know, because I also yeah. have an ARX on site. Yeah. And this is designed for primarily people to use in a facility, right? This isn't a, a yeah, home device I mean, I, unless you're in a particularly yeah, wealthy home gym category. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, um, there are definitely people that have them in their homes and, and with our latest software upgrades, our, our automatic mode, which is a self-driving feature for ARX, uh, it's perfect for the home. Uh, I, I've been blessed to have one in my home for many years. And, and um, just like you, uh, you know, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, I'm these things first. Oh, and then I'm an entrepreneur. I know I run you know, yeah. a company. And so uh, to me, that has been a lifesaver. So if anyone is incredibly busy, um, yes, you can put ARX in your home. It comes at a cost, but I mean, all right. but you absolutely could. So yeah. So for people listening going, all right, I, I'm interested. You got to find someone who has one nearby, yeah. or you can go to the gym and you can do a machine. You can do this with barbells, kettlebells, body weight, mm-hmm. whatever. But the whole point here is resistance exercise is important. Yeah. And there's various levels of, um, of efficiency Correct. that you can drive out of this. Yeah. All right, so we were talking about uh, older uh, and, and putting an older person on there, 80 yeah. plus. Yeah. All right, so now you're the 60 to 80 time zone. So you're, you're still relatively spry, but you're, you're probably feeling this. What is resistance exercise, ARX or not? Like what, what's that going to do for you? Yeah, so, so in kind of let's call it the baby boomers, um, you know, the, these are people that I, I see, they still know exercise is good, and they've probably been a little tarnished, similar to Generation X, of the aerobic bias in exercise. So I think the first thought is exercise equals I'm gonna go running. So uh, break that, we're, we're still talking about resistance exercise. And I would say anyone over 50, especially females, Caucasian females over 50, should really be concerned about bone mineral density, especially smaller frame. So again, the, the bone mineral density is still there. Um, and, and the, you know, let's keep up with your grandkids. Your grandkids uh, are, are bundles of energy. And uh, in order to keep up with them, you need to be mobile, you need to be strong, and uh, your body has to be able to adapt to getting to low places and getting back to high places and things like that. So resistance exercise is going to drive your bone density more than cardio. Oh, absolutely. It's really, the, I mean, you have to load uh, the skeletal muscle system in order to get the bone mineral density. And you should do it in a way that, that's safe so, and calculated, quantified. So if you're a baby boomer uh, like my parents and you're thinking, I don't really like exercise, here's the deal. It probably does suck to go lift weights every day. You may just really get into it. There are people who, who do that. Uh, in fact, you might need to recover though occasionally if you're lifting weights every day. I found even when I was young, when I was fat, I was doing 45 minutes of cardio, 45 minutes of weights, six days a week. Uh, and I did that for 18 months and I still weighed 300 pounds. I could yeah. max out all the machines and I was still fat and yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't cool. So a lot of times in that age range, at least you know, my parents, it's like, yeah, I don't really like exercise, mm-hmm. but we're talking with an ARX kind of setup, 15 minutes once a week. Yeah. Okay. And if you were, and maybe twice a week, if you really want to, yeah. but, but in that age range once, is that enough for a week? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, for, for, you know, let's call it the majority of the health benefits and uh, fighting against the biomarkers of aging, uh, you really can with 15 to 20 minutes a week okay. get the the fruit of that labor, if you will. So. And I think Doug McGuff, who's a physician who's been on Bulletproof Radio and was at the first Paleo FX and has spoken at the Bulletproof Conference as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, 
um, he was one of the first physicians to really drive this this notion into the public that says brief amounts of resistance exercise. So all of a sudden it goes from it's a big chore to once a week do it. And I would just tell you, get a trainer. Like yeah, you don't have yeah. to do this yourself. And that's also a baby boomer thing. Like I'm going to yeah. do it all myself. <laughs> Come on. Like yeah, hire someone yeah. to cut your hair. Yeah. Like hire someone to help you pick up heavy things so yeah. you don't hurt yourself. It's well worth the investment. And yeah. And, yeah. and then all the motivation that you were going to have to self source. Like you have someone there motivating you for you, so it's less just just less cognitive mental energy. Yeah. Well, and studies have also shown even if you did know everything, which no one does, uh, just me standing over your shoulder, you'll have about a five to ten percent improvement just because I'm standing there. I can say nothing. Yeah. But having someone you know in charge, if you will, and and programming and helping you prescribe is 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 key. So, it it's helpful, yeah. and so that that would just be advice. So if if they're if they're going for the ultimate, there I would say ARX is pretty darn incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Then the next level down would be to work with the trainer, yeah. either with machines or with free weights. Yeah. And so that's a good recommendation. Yeah, make sure you're moving okay. well, you're not injured, and the trainer knows how to work around your imbalances. We all have them, but yeah, progressive program in other words you're probably going to lift a little bit more weight as you go okay. progressive overload is a big principle there and uh you want to do it more more times than not slowly and controlled uh, okay. similar to kind of how doug prescribes it okay so, yeah and then uh let's see i guess the the final way you could still do it at home but you could even do push-ups right yeah yeah okay yeah. Anything. instead of just trying to pound them out you know maybe take your time on the way down and then you know within reason get back up and 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 even if you can't do a push-up take your time on the way down, do the eccentric phase or just the lowering phase and do that over and over. You can do that with pull-ups. If you can't do a pull-up, climb to the top and lower yourself very slowly. It's, it's hugely beneficial for gaining strength. It, yeah. it is actually ridiculous the difference between doing 20 push-ups and doing five push-ups that take 30 seconds yes, each. Yes, like you will yeah. throw muscle on. It's, it's completely crazy. Yeah, but yeah. is yeah, that? No, yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's true. And then like I said, even though you're not using a tool, you're maximizing our body's response to eccentric overload. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So now we go back in time a little bit. So you're in that 40 to 60, right? Yeah. yeah. You still you still want to look yeah, good. Yeah. Well, we're, we're in that stage of we're producers for our family, probably the highest income earning potential, uh, <clears throat> you know, phase of your life, and you're busy. You don't have time for exercise, but you do have some extra money. So throw it at a trainer, throw it at a gym membership that uh, you have access to high quality uh, trainers, hopefully, or just equipment. Um, studies have shown that you need to be near it. So <laughs> it's either at your home or, or it's out, uh, you know, somewhere that's very close to where you live or work. So, so there's, uh, there's different physiological benefits, though, in that age range. Like, what are you going to see differently from 40 yeah, to 60? the hormonal or? response, just like, you know, how you eat affects your hormones. And, and again, we don't have to go down that rabbit trail, but most of your listeners probably recognize that um, resistance exercise has a tremendous hormonal response. Yeah. And so uh, whether you're male or female, uh, muscle tissue is metabolic currency, and you should have it. Uh, if you don't, um, you're you're not going to be as healthy of a human. And, and okay. so, yeah. so you raise your testosterone, normalize your estrogen levels yes. uh, for men and women, yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. And then for people who are under forty, mm -hmm. right? Let's we'll say twenty to forty, because yeah. different things happen with teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what's uh, what's well, the deal there? Instead of income potential, you're probably at your you know health potential, if you will. Um, you're you're you know after twenty or twenty five, you're kind of in a state of health decline unless you do something about it. And there's so much potential from pubescent on to, let's call it 30, 35, to where 
uh, your body will respond and you should take advantage of that. Uh, I wish I was there sometimes still. Uh, (laughs) Although look at you. I mean, it it still responds. It doesn't, I mean, your, your biological age doesn't really matter at some point. I guess that that point should be made too. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fair point. There are, you know, stages of normal hormonal growth and decline. Mitochondria become less efficient over time. But yeah, I, one of the reasons I started Bulletproof, I'm like, if someone had just told me any of this when (laughs) I was like 16 or 20, just like, the damage I did and also just the wasted energy and time and struggling being tired. And yeah. I did lift weights, but I did it way too often and probably yeah. entirely wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't recover and I ate the wrong crap and all yeah. that stuff. So the idea here is if you're listening and I'll, I'll just tell you this, like I'm 44, I turned 45 this year and I have more energy now than I did when I was 25 because I was doing it wrong. And if you're in that age range and you want to live to 180 like I'm going to, or maybe you want to beat me, which, hey, let's race. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm going to die trying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <As we> all. <laughs> totally. But what, what you can do is you can stack the deck. You've got to do this when you're young, but you can stack the deck. So you're like, oh, I'm 60 and I'm completely kicking ass compared to everyone else around me because they wasted it all early. So this isn't really about prevention. It's like you get more energy right now and all this. And we're not talking going to the gym every day, although you can if you want to do that. Yeah, if that's your thing. Yeah, Yeah. we're talking about what probably in that age range a couple times a week is usually normal. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's just fitted in your schedule Monday and Thursday, whatever, you know, whatever works because usually our our calendar drives our lives whether we want it or not. Well, and same for, sorry, we're down on the younger generation. I'd say calendar still probably drives their lives too. Yeah, that and social media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and you can compete and put it up there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and show, show your ARX results or show. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you now there are some specific things. If you're under, say, under 19 or something, under 20, yeah. uh, um, what what's different about weight training at that age? Um, you know, the, the amount of load and consistent loading should be monitored and kind of what movements uh, are, are done. I think there's a tendency for, especially with, with uh, being a teenage boy at one, one point in time, overemphasizing certain uh, muscle groups like chest you know yeah. you're going to do bench press all day and push-ups to finish off and that's your workout and and so what that does over time is just be cautious because it will create imbalances we should probably in general i think do more posterior work or more pulling or or more things for the back of our body than our front of our body but we see the front and in the mirror so that's kind of what we focus and, on so. and one of the things to just know as a guy uh if you have like a nice back you're not going to see the women looking at it, but they're going to look at it more because you're not, you know, you're yeah, not going to make yeah. eye contact when they're doing it. But if you yeah. if you ask someone who's being honest, they they kind of appreciate a good back as yeah. much as they do a good chest, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And they can oogle as much as they want. Yeah. And you know, yeah. it's like you're providing a public service with yeah. uh, with yeah. your lats. Well, and we were talking about the social <laughs> public service with your lats. Um, Not that I would have known. I was fat back then. Uh, but, you know. and, and, we were, and we were talking about social media. I mean, um, even my kids. I have two teenage kids, and um, you know, the text neck and the and the and the the bent yeah. over. I mean, they need to be rowing. They need to be doing mm-hmm. these exercises that help with the postural uh, support. And uh, so, if anything, just get them rowing and doing some pull ups or chin ups or pull downs, something so that they're negating that. I mean, and, and we all fight it because we're on computers, but. Uh, I've seen some piss poor posture in young, young kids. And, and it's, yeah, yeah. If you look at that whole essentially lifespan that we've just gone through there, 
you have the potential with ARX to to solve some yeah. some global health issues. Yeah. Right. Like, what are you like? If people were to to do this on a on a weekly basis, yeah. what are the types of issues that? Uh, yeah, think I mean, I, I think that question, great question. I think the there's a twofold answer here. First off, we're on a mission to democratize exercise. We want to make sure it's accessible to everyone, and specifically resistance exercise. And so those benefits are, are immense, but we have to do our fair share of, of making sure resistance exercise is accessible to the masses. That's a little difficult. Um, but again, that's that's kind of thinking big, that that's, that's a big issue we want to help solve. And um, yeah, I, th- I think the global health issues uh, take diabetes. Uh, you know how many, uh, I feel I like you, uh, you've current, done some research since here. Since yeah. 2012, one in 10 in the United States. Yeah. And that's just people with diabetes, not people who are approaching diabetic levels. Yep. So that number's higher in terms of people who are in danger. Yeah. So if you have diabetes, you should yeah. follow the American Heart Association diet, which is lots of sugar, <laughs> lots of carbs, only bad fats, yeah. and lots yeah. of cardio, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Straight to your grave. Yeah, yeah no coconut oil for sure. <laughs> We're in a great place now because of those recommendations. So <laughs> clearly by the numbers yeah, I just Clearly we can see that. <laughs> We're in the right trend. So yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you, We're good. You, you guys clearly saw their, their like failed media campaign about coconut oil. Wow. Uh, I've never seen any backlash bigger than the one. It's like, guys, you stepped in that. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was <laughs> Social nasty. media for the yeah. win. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, so, so what does resistance exercise do to uh, glucose levels? Well, you can get rid of excess sugar uh, when done properly and, and kind of flush the system, if you will. So it's a, it's a metabolic uh, restart, if you will. Uh, so we've seen the numbers of people doing ARX specifically, but also just resistance exercise of glucose levels being under control. Uh, even diabetics that are insulin uh, dependent can minimize the amount of insulin that they're using. That's pretty incredible yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely noticed if I when I have my continuous glucose monitor on the things I talked about at the beginning uh, after a workout, you see your blood sugar drop because what's going on there? And this is like straight out of Headstrong the yeah. book. Well, let's see. Your body's like, I think I need some energy, so it's going to call on energy stores, and your mitochondria open up and they start creating the electrical energy from food that's required to sustain that effort. And instead of oh, I'm just going to do like. 40 reps with my two pounds, you know, my two pounds. Yeah, my, yeah, my, my pink dumbbell. <laughs> oh, look, I, I lifted weights, but I didn't want to get bulky. It, it doesn't work like that. And, and so by, by telling them, like, you know what? If you can't handle it, die. That's actually what this kind of exercise says yeah. to the mitochondria. Yeah, yeah. And when die, is, these are tiny ancient bacteria inside the body. All right, good. You want to kill the weak ones because yeah. if you don't kill them, they turn into cancer. Yeah. Like, it's kind of important. Yeah, super. All right, so you, this kind of stuff can shift it from, you know, we should all go, I'll go lift weights to maybe it takes less time and you get more benefit in the amount of time, which has a meaningful impact on. Yeah, with, with time being one of the major deterrents for consistent exercise, yeah. we solved the time thing. So we, we've got that, uh, okay. that one solved. Yeah. There's something else that's driven a lot of my career, uh, and it's called big data. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, I was an angel investor, one of the very first ones, in the first big data company. Um, they were called Adamark. And they were, I have this problem. I typically am like, 
five to 10 years ahead of, <laughs> of my time. I'm like, damn it, this, this was a while yeah, back. Yeah. But this was a company that was doing semi-structured data analysis in a way that is very common now, but it was the first one and they ended up becoming a security company and getting acquired by someone yeah. or another. Yeah, it but, it, happens, but, but it was like, it was not a, it was a small acquisition, it wasn't a successful investment because it was too early, but the tech just had me blown away. And I spoke even at the first big data conference uh, way back in the day uh, about health information and big data. And you're in an interesting position because ARX devices are at uh, uh, personal trainers and, and exercise facilities around. And if they're not at yours, you can probably talk with your, uh, your exercise people and just be like, I think it'd be really cool to have one of these. I would yeah. pay more. In, in five minutes, they're convinced. That, yeah, yeah they, they realize what the benefit yeah, is. Yeah, you're like, I would pay more time to work out. I would pay more dollars to work out less. Yeah. Like, I'll buy my we're time back. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're saving you that. And yeah, as a yeah. trainer, you're like, wait, I could get more clients per hour? Hold on. Like, like this might work for both of us, right? Yeah, yeah, and and that, that's the big thing. But the, the background on this is the big data play. So now you are in a position to get the workout information. And, and not just like how many reps at what weight, which is like, okay, yeah. that's trivial. Yeah. But it's like for a man or a woman of this height and this BMI of this age at this time of day doing this kind of exercise – this is exactly how much power they could generate. Now, you don't know what they drank the night before. You, like, you don't know the other health yeah, data. Yeah, there's other variables, yeah. just like there would always be in any research. Yeah, yeah. but you, I mean, you could probably, with this data, you could figure out people are stronger at 10 a.m. than 2 p.m., let's say. I have no idea if that's true or not. Yeah. I would guess it's probably true for most people, but, yeah. Yeah. but you'll actually see trends that are invisible. I mean, fully invisible. Yeah, and more specifically with resistance exercise, we're in a position now to to be a big data source, if you will, for resistance exercise, which everyone has jumped on the biometric data train on the endurance side of things, <laughs> which um, I don't know what how many steps really means in the whole grand scheme of things, just I, I, not much. I can but, tell yeah. you, I don't know if you remember this, I was CTO of one of the wristband companies. The first one that got heart rate from the wrist, yeah. it was called Basis. And Intel bought them for $100 million. Yeah. So I was, I was not there for a huge amount of time because I was like, guys, we need heart rate variability. And they're like, no, we need steps. I'm like, steps are <laughs> masturbation. I'm sorry. Uh, the number of steps you take in a day isn't yeah. very important. Yeah. And the number of calories per day. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're oh, do, you, to, do you guys yeah. hear that? The screeching? Yeah. All right, that's an eagle. I was going to say, that's a that's a predator bird. I, I recognize the... It's yeah, a yeah. bald eagle interrupting yeah. our podcast. Yeah. Sorry. That's why I live on Vancouver Island. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the mics great. actually yeah. picked that up. I hope it did. Anyway, that, that's cool. No, that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep going. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, we, we have this uh, unearthed potential, if you will, to start recognizing trends in resistance exercise. We don't know what we don't know, but uh, not only for the performance side of things, but um, you know, for the prescription side of things. So what is ideal? We don't know, but we can start to see those trends and, and start to see. And it, uh, it may yeah. change by age. It may change yeah. by gender. Uh, and I mean, there's a whole mapping of resistance exercise, especially for women, for uh, phases of the moon and monthly yeah. cycles. Yeah. Yeah. And there probably is for men too. Like we all know a full moon affects people. Yes. Yeah. And if you're out there going, full moon doesn't affect me. It's like, ask any cop any emergency room doctor, any yeah. fireman, whether the full moon matters. Yeah, <laughs> phasic training should be a part of, of yeah. our programming, but we, we don't always recognize it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I'm really excited to see what happens when you have a database of millions of workouts yeah. because we can run that through machine learning algorithms and we'll know things about exercise that have never been discoverable before. Yeah. I'm like, and then there's artificial meaningful. intelligence to do the programming on the actual device yeah. itself. And 
uh, yeah, we're not there yet, but we're, we're, we're aiming there or directionally trying to go that way. So, yeah. so that, uh, I, I think that's one of the biggest things. And this is why I moved out of, uh, you know, data centers and computer security into like, how do you get monitoring data off the human body? Cause I got tired of monitoring servers and correlating information from a million servers. Yeah. It's like, what if you correlate information from a million people? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually way more interesting. Yeah. So what else is, so what's next with ARX? I mean, we just talked about the big data play. Is there any other cool secret stuff you can have like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk about a little bit of that, Mike. <laughs> uh, just the biggest thing lately has been uh, taking the trainer, uh, who used to have to push buttons and control this motorized machine back and forth, out of the equation, and just making it a self-driving automatic system that you can just use this system by yourself. And most importantly, along that big data play is it makes every workout exactly the way you want it, right? So we were just showing you that not only can you control how many reps it does, but you can control the speed at which it uh, moves on the positive. Let's say you want it to go five seconds on the positive, but you want to over accentuate the negative, you can make it go 10 seconds on the ne negative and then repeat that time in and time again at the exact ranges of motion every time designed for you, saved in the software. That means your workouts are so much more precise than they've ever been and that the data is more valuable than it's ever been because uh, we can really see granular improvements over time. And so whatever generation, as you guys were talking about, is trying to train, you could say, well, how does this type of protocol affect grandma, but how does this protocol also affect a 22-year-old football player? Okay. Right? So we can look at that and actually repeat it over time. So really getting the data play and the actual hardware to communicate, that's been the, the largest advancement for us and it opens up a ton of doors. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure what else we, sh we can chat about here. Is there anything else about <laughs> resistance exercise we didn't cover? Because I, I know we, like I look at demographics and I know who's listening right now yeah. and we have about an even number of men and women listening to the okay. show. We have a lot of physicians, trainers, uh, and uh, particularly like in Wall Street, in LA, in Silicon Valley, and, and things like that. And then just tons of people who do this while they're exercising, while they're you know, doing dishes, while they're at work, yeah. just or driving a lot, just all across the country. But it's cool because it's it's not you know just a bunch of bros, and and it's yeah. not only yoga moms, but it's it's been pretty democratizing. Where it's like, look, yeah. controlling your own biology is really important, and I think resistance training has consistently been uh, just uh, underrepresented in the consciousness yeah. it, it's like we, we're on this low fat kick and, and it's like oh low fat low fat but like yeah. but what about like the role of fat and then we're on this aerobics kick where it's like i'm a good person i go for a run every day but you're like well whether you go for a run or not has or whether you lift has nothing to do with, with whether yeah. you're a good person yeah. or not first of all like remove that and second of all in terms of like bang for the buck if if someone has an hour a week to exercise if they use it on weights versus cardio. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have more bang for your buck. If you if we told you there's a magic pill, well, we kind of have it, you know, and, and, and I don't know why more people aren't recognizing it. Um, and part of it, another, you know, kind of submission, if you will, of ours, but, but objective of ours is to change the accessibility to what that venue of, of health looks like. Uh, your lab's concept uh, in Santa Monica is a, is a prime example of that. We want more of those types of facilities. We want uh, where hopefully they're run by intelligent, uh, well-meaning people that are trying to advance humankind, advance health, 
and and do it in a way that yeah, it's not bro science as as you're saying. Um, there we're, we're having to shift the paradigm a little bit here in terms of who is uh, operating and owning these facilities, but. Uh, what we're starting to see, and Mike has seen more of them uh, hands-on than I have when we're doing installations. I mean, talk about some of the other uh, aligning technologies and, and programs sure. they're doing. Sure. Uh, I think with this new model that people are building, uh, they're taking a lot of the guesswork out of just making yourself a better human. Uh, in particular with ARX, I think you said you didn't know why resistance training hasn't. It's, it's such a great thing. We know there's so much... Uh, to be gained from it, but yet so many people don't do it. Well, there's a lot of guesswork involved. There's a lot of competing information that you get from Muscle and Fitness magazine and some latest you know, blogger guy just shows up who's got a six pack and he's telling you what to do must now. Be right. Yeah, yeah. surely he's well, correct, a six pack right? comes from your plate. Right. <laughs> Sorry, and, and I mean the plate that goes in your yes, barbell. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it just becomes this chasing your tail game that everyone plays, and eventually you just tire out and you say, you know what, I don't. I'm tired of guessing wrong in the gym. It's not working for me, similar to how you were doing with training and doing aerobic training. At some point in time, you just give up, and that's kind of where the state of the industry is. It's, it's this constant roller coaster of people getting excited about something, realizing that it ultimately isn't the thing that they want, or they're, or they're not actually doing it the way they're supposed to be doing it. They're guessing wrong all the time, and then they fade away, right? And so you lose motivation in it. So creating a new facility that uses technology to solve a lot of those problems for us so that we can go in, be focused about uh, with a good intention uh, to benefit ourselves, whether that be with exercise, uh, whether that be with float tanks or infrared saunas or vibration therapy, mm -hmm. uh, neurooptimal, brain training. So what we're seeing now is that ARX affiliates, people who are taking part with our company, are also looking to add on other tools and tech, right? To make that, so exercise is what you come for, right? Because everyone agrees that you need to do it. Great, you just made that easy for me. What else can you make easy for me? I'm like, well, why don't you go stand on that vibration therapy yeah. for a little while? Well, yeah, I guess you were saying like, like most of your customers have a Bulletproof Vibe, which I didn't even know till this yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah probably, and, yeah, 75. Yeah. It fits well within the Alpha and the Omni there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the Bulletproof yeah. Vibe, if you haven't seen it, it's on the Bulletproof website. Yeah. It's a, a, a really, high quality vibration plate that uses the frequency identified by NASA to make astronauts recover. So you stand on this, it's also written about in Headstrong, you stand on it for even 10 minutes and it vibrates you 30 times a second, wakes up your mitochondria. It's like going for a brisk walk for a long time and you can literally do it to loosen up, get the muscles ready before or to recover after uh, using ARX. Yeah. People that, are coming I thought that was cool. And they, yeah. want, and they want to use the latest and greatest, but they also want to leave feeling like they got good value for their time. Yep. And so those two work really well together because it's a very just apparent uh, effect that occurs, right? And so after that, we get into the, some of the more deeper biohacks, if you will, and talk about light and all those kind of things. But that's, that's the new model is, and we see this with a lot of people at the Bulletproof Conference, that whole... Uh, convention center is just filled with amazing technology mm -hmm. and some people are like well ARX is great for this but have you thought about combining it with katsu or with new fit electrical simulation and starting to make the connections uh, so yeah. that we could just be a better overall person and do it in less time like that's yeah. really whatever yeah wants. some of the origination and historical contents i'm talking or context of you know early 19th century or uh, 20th century stuff uh, was exercise was for health and i think Unfortunately, especially with resistance exercise, we've gotten away from that. Exercise equals bodybuilding. 
uh, resistance exercise equals yeah. bodybuilding. Now, a lifestyle bodybuilder might have uh, good biomarkers of health, uh, not the roided up huge guys, but um, but but let's extract the health benefits again and focus on that versus just how jacked can I get or how big can I get or you know the, the, these things that really have no health and probably health uh, detriments actually. So, but it, you know. one of the reasons that that I I wrote the definition for biohacking, I didn't trademark the word uh, when I was coming up with this is I wanted there to be a name where like, okay, I'm a bodybuilder and I don't do anything yeah. else or, you know, I, I'm into anti-aging, so I only eat like twigs. You know, the, the, I'm going to starve myself for yes, yes, yeah, yeah, people, yeah, right? Yeah. So these are, there's no overlap when you're like, this is what I do. But what we're all really working on is, is that how do you have control of your own biology? Yeah, yeah. Right? And your goals may be very different. Like you may have like me, one of my goals is, Every day when I'm done with work, and like today I'm doing three podcasts, uh, I'm recording yeah. uh, with actually some, some really cool people later today. But cognitively, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, present company We're, cool. We're not really cool. <laughs> They're not here. Though, yeah, but, cool. but no, I, I mean, just, just you know, I, I have a pretty high bar to get on Bulletproof yeah. Radio anyway. But uh, sometimes you're like, wow, I, you know, I never would have in, in a thousand years, you know, thought I would talk to, uh, in, in this case, yeah. it's... Yeah. Uh, um, Shep Gordon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, yeah, documentary. This guy's Alice Cooper's agent. But like, in in my five years ago, you said, Dave, someday you're going to interview or even meet Shep Gordon and be like, what? So I could see meeting you guys even five years ago. I'm like, actually, I did meet you five years ago. Seeing Rick Rubin at your conference, so that was like a highlight of mine. I mean, yeah. So anyway, my I'm I'm just blown away by that stuff. But it it's it's cognitively demanding to be present for something like that. And I've got phone calls and meetings like all the rest of the day. And so one of my goals as a biohacker is, all right, on top of that, as soon as I'm done, I want to go play with my kids and not be tired and not need, oh, I need 45 minutes, I'd have to unwind, yeah. right? And then I want to help make dinner or you know be with Lana. Uh, and then it's like, well, I still have some stuff I want to do, so she's going to go to bed. I won't have enough energy to work on my next book and, and to probably dig out from under all the emails because I've been gone for 10 days. All that stuff... My goal is energy, right? Yeah. And, and that's very different from the bodybuilder. Sure. And I think there's more people going for that goal, yeah. right? And especially if you're working and then commuting and then you have two young kids and you, you got to clean the house and you know just deal with all the stuff yeah. of life. That's actually the number one reason that biohacking matters. Yeah. And then you've got the live forever, be, be ripped, be lean, yeah. uh, you know, or there's all sorts of other fringes. I, I want to hold my breath longer than everyone else. All of those are united yeah. by this idea of having control yeah. versus, you know, that one goal. Yeah. So. Take control of your health. It's, yeah. it's, it's there for you to, to own. And yeah, there, there's nothing holding you back, but yourself really. And yeah, I applaud your efforts with, there you with go. what you're, what you're doing. So, yeah. well, well, likewise guys, I'm, I'm grateful that you've helped me uh, take some shortcuts here to yeah. keep my muscle mass so what the New York Times called almost muscular. I was like, <laughs> is that so, what the, I think they did. I'm like, jab? I'm like, thanks, guys. As an anti-aging professional, yeah. I take that as a compliment. Because if you're too muscular, right. it, yeah. you got IGF-1 issues, yeah. uh, you're going to have uh, some aging Again, issues. it's the health, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. all, to me, the foundation is health. And so, yeah. 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 No. All right. On to the final question for Bulletproof Radio. Oh, Are you guys prepared? Have you been studying? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. So, yeah. all right, I'm going to ask each of you separately, uh, just so we can we can get this. I want to do two answers each, uh, just so the show doesn't go too long. Yeah. All right. If someone came to you tomorrow and said, "I want to be better at everything I do, just as a human being," what are the 
two most important pieces of advice you have for me. Uh, what would you offer? Let's start with you, Mark, and we'll go to Mike. So. Um, yeah, implement proper resistance exercise. Of course, ARX is a great tool to do that, so but to, even if you don't have access, so, I would... So you're going to plug ARX? No, no, sorry. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I know. No, no, but you're saying uh, resistance yeah, training. Yeah, yeah. You implement, wouldn't be alone. Implement proper resistance exercise. We talked about generational... Uh, advantages and benefits. So, you know, whether you have to hire a trainer or, or whatever, like just get that as part of your, your, your life and your routine. Uh, wow. Um, the other thing I, I would say would, would just be to, um, in, in, I don't want to go deep on a diet ra- rabbit hole, but you had said, um, in effect, abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. And, you know, we know that. Um, but I would just say to, to, uh, implement a diet a la the Bulletproof Diet, something along the lines where uh, you're going to maximize your your, your hormone and uh, you're also going to most likely mitigate uh, the insulin peaks and, and, and valleys. And, uh, you know, so I think that those two things, there's a lot that you could do, but resistance exercise and kind of keep your uh, hormonal and insulin response from your diet in check. Awesome. So yeah. basically, exercise and food. Yeah, <laughs> you would not be alone in saying those. It's surprising. That's not. Yeah, that's no, not no, unique it, or anything. It doesn't like have to be unique, but yeah, but yeah. This, it's important. I want everyone who hears this yeah. to just be like, wait, like the yeah. people who are, are disrupting businesses who are, who are doing great and amazing things across a whole variety yeah. of life. Yeah. What do they think about? And yeah. It's amazing the commonality there. And I'll break a rule because I always do, but I mean, I always think in threes, but mental do three and spiritual health as well. Okay. You know, do things that are going to make sure that cognitively you're functioning well and you know, whatever your belief system is or, or, or whatever that you're meditating, you're, you're praying, whatever, you get your mind and spirit right for the day. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. So you, you did your three. All right. So, Mike, you, you got three for us or are they the same? I'm just going to take two. Uh, so... Along those lines, I think just more globally, uh, the way I think and a lot of people on our team and uh, a lot of the people who are into ARX think is you got to check the boxes of what it means to be a human. And by that, the fundamentals are the fundamentals for a reason. So you got to drink water. Like you have to do, you have to sleep. You can't hack all of those. At some point, you need to get resistance training. You need to bend bones so that you have bone mineral density. These are human things that you can't, you can't not have, right? So you got to check the box. It's kind of a, a thing that I have when I'm stressed out, I'm on the road, uh, I'm noticing some kind of issue that I'm, I'm dealing with is, am I checking the boxes right now? Like I didn't sleep more than six hours for four days in a row and I'm stressed out of my mind. I'm not checking the box, right? So that's kind of a, well, I guess like a personal slogan that I have. And I think Headstrong does a great job of, explaining what those fundamentals are and then how to really focus in on them and resistance training and mind health and all of those things are checking the box. And in the process of doing that and reminding yourself of that, the second thing is to pay attention. Just pay attention to some of the things that are happening in your environment, that are happening to you on a daily basis, uh, that are happening in your relationships around you. They all play a role um, in allowing you or not allowing you to check your box of what it is to be a human. And those two things together on repeat forever until you don't exist on this world is, is the way that I think about things. And you're always changing. So you don't, what you know today or what you are today might not be what it is in a month or a year if you decide to start a company 
And you got to keep paying attention and you got to keep checking the boxes. So check the boxes and pay attention. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks for being on Bulletproof Radio. It was was great to be here. If you like today's episode, there's a couple things you could do. One of them is go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. That really helps other people find the show. And we've got more than a thousand. I'm incredibly grateful for that. There's something else you can do. If Bulletproof Diet or Headstrong or just all this knowledge, more than 450 episodes over the last few years has been helpful for you, would you go to Amazon, go to the Headstrong book and leave a review? It'll literally take you maybe 20, 30 seconds. Leave a little five-star review if you think the book's earned that. Tell people what's good about it. That helps other people discover the book. And I read all those reviews. Like if you really want to just personally say thanks, you might get a chance to meet me in person and, and say thanks or say hi. And I'm always happy to hear that. But I, I, I don't get to meet that many people because I'm just one person. But if you go to Amazon, it spreads the love in a really helpful and, and amazing way. So I really appreciate it if you just leave a quick review. Have an awesome day. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.